0: Welcome to Bill Bronchick's Real Estate Investing Podcast. Mr. Bronchick is an attorney, best-selling author, and a real estate investor with 25 years experience. For more information and free articles and videos, visit his website at www.legalwiz.com. Um, you want to talk about how we're, how we're going to fix the terms of the back-end deal. So price, again, as we discussed earlier, you want to mark the price up. You know, Five to maybe a little percent, maybe 6% up. You know, basically what you think it will appraise for in a year to two. So, again, if you're in the lower or middle of the neighborhood price-wise, you can market up a little more. If you're on the high end of the neighborhood and you want to jack it up, it's not going to appraise. All right? So if the market you think is going to go up 5% in the next year, 5%, no problem. In two years, it might go up 10 let's so they get a little bit of a deal under market at that point. Um, In addition, remember, you're gonna do some terms. So how long should you do? As we talked about, you shouldn't do more than two years. Okay, two years tops. I like to start with one, if not one, two, and with a right to renew maybe one more year if they faithfully perform. So if they pay rent on time every month, they did what they're supposed to do, but they just need more time to get that loan, Give them another year. But make them pay for it in either by more option money, higher price, andor higher rent. Okay? Yes? Bill, how would you do or how would this work on a house that's maybe five hundred thousand? Right. And the guy doesn't have a great loan, mm-hmm. so the payment's a little higher. It's not gonna work. It's not working at all. Not gonna work. If, if, the, if the payments are too high, yeah. if the payment, like I said, it's a situation where the, the mortgage payment is higher than fair market rent, it won't work. Now, I've like I said, I, I did that where the seller agreed to pick up the difference, and then he filed bankruptcy six months later. It didn't work. Yeah, it's only so long someone's gonna suffer that pain. Because at first, it's like, wow, great, took like 90% of the pain off. You <laughs> know, well, there's still some pain there, so I think I'll file bankruptcy. Great. Uh, rent, I, again, you start at market, and then if they don't have enough option money down, you can get them to sign a note. Should we charge interest? Nah. Well, nah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> no, don't charge interest. Um, where they just make like a 200 dollars a month over. You know, you want to make sure the note is less than their tenancy. So don't make a five-year note. Make sure it's a shorter note, and that way you get a little <coughs> more extra, extra extra every month. Option money. Um, mm, you try to get, I could say, at least, at least. Two to two percent to three percent. You know, I would say at the very minimum, first, last, and security. Whatever that number is, it should be no less than that. You know, if they only have like the equivalent of first and and a, and a half a deposit, forget it. They got to pay upfront first month's rent and option money. No security deposit. Okay. Uh, and then repairs. Who's going to handle the repairs? We're going to negotiate that as well. Yeah, you have a question? Uh, Bill, what's the best way to gauge the rent market? The um, market? Well, there are websites like um, Zillow, and uh, even uh, Zillow has a rental meter. They, they give you rents for the neighborhood. Um, I think truly is the best because what it does, instead of calculating an automatic thing, it just shows you in the area, in the neighborhood, what other things things for renting for it. Um, and then you look on Craigslist and find another couple other ones and stuff like that. Whatever it is you think it is, it'll rent for more yeah. in this market. <laughs> I'm always low, yeah. Is the option money non-refundable to them? Yes. Do they understand that? Yes, right? they do. I make it abundantly clear. You put up money, it'll go towards the purchase price of the house if and when you exercise the option. Okay. Yep. Now, let's say that's a sticking point. Let's say they said, I'll put up 10 grand, and you're only looking for five. Um, and they're worried about losing that if they can't qualify. Could you agree in the agreement that if they don't qualify, they get twenty five hundred back or five thousand back? Yeah, sure. But if they're only putting up like three thousand, four thousand, uh, no way, no way. I mean, I've got no. I mean, mo- most people are on the lower side; they don't have a lot of cash saved up. But I've gotten once in a while, I've got someone with a big number, um, and I've done the opposite with the rent. I've no, I had one where I was looking for X and they said if we pay more can we lower our rent I went, sure <laughs> why not I'd rather have more now than later yes uh, in, in the language you said that uh, we should not explain it here to us as investors mm-hmm. you say that um, you could give him some credit as, as part of the uh, rent right but when you explain it to the to the prospective buyer, mm-hmm. instead of credit what, is, what, what, like right. credit, what should you say? The because language you use, yeah. right. So when you're giving the buyer a rent credit, we don't call it rent credit. Um, we say that for every payment you make on time, we're gonna knock $200 a month, uh, that $200 off of the option price. That's the exact language, of I, I don't say the word rent credit or anything like that. Not in your advertising, not in the actual agreement, never, and or, or orally, don't use those words, rent credit, because that implies they get something back. Okay, And the reason it is, is as we'll discover in a little bit, the legal angle, When if you try to throw them out, they have an, a legal argument which we want to avoid. Okay? So you got your tenant in, everything's going great, we want to get it closed eventually. So again, you're going to help them fix credit items by referring them to either a mortgage broker or a credit repair company. Um, document your payments, this is important. Keep copies of the checks. Keep a running log, okay, so you, because his mortgage broker or mortgage company might ask for 12 payments, canceled checks to show that it was paid. Uh, introduce them to a mortgage broker or two. Uh, let's say they come up a little short. Could you carry back a note? If it doesn't appraise for the amount or they can't get a loan for 90%, they can only get a loan for 80%. Could you take back a note for the difference? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, and, again, why kill the goose that laid the golden egg, maybe convert it into an owner carry, Do a lease option, and then after a year or two, if they show a history, convert it into like a, you know, like a installment land contract, contract for deed, uh, or subject to. Now, in order to do that, you need the deed. So, either this is the house you've bought, with the intention of doing that, or you got the seller to deed you over the property. You can't sell on a on a contract for deed when all you have on the front end is a lease option. Does that make sense? That's another reason why you want to get the deed from the seller at that point. All right, any questions on that? Uh, that wraps up the discussion on the sandwich and dots. Thank you for listening to Bill Bronchick's Real Estate Investing Podcast. For more information and free articles and videos, visit his website at www.legalwith.com.